Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the pandemic episodes. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we'll meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal, even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who, in this time of crisis, are offering their hearts and talents to all of us. And today I'm very happy we have as our guest today, Amy Scher, who is an energy therapist. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. Glad to have you here. I do need to begin by saying, can you explain what an energy therapist is? I can. You're not the first one to ask, so I've got it all set. Oh, yeah, you're <laughs> so, ready. Good. Yes. So an energy therapist, actually all of us can be energy therapists. An energy therapist helps people or themselves unblock stuck energy in their body so that they can feel better. So we all have an energy system in our body. And many people know about that because they go to acupuncture or they do Ayurvedic, you know, practice Ayurvedic medicine, or maybe they've gotten an EKG of the heart or an EEG of the brain, which measure, measures energy. But we all have energy in our bodies. And when that energy gets blocked, either by emotional baggage or other kinds of stress or um, not maybe eating the right foods, when that energy can't flow, we need to help it move again so that we can be our healthiest, happiest selves. And an energy therapist in, in, in the terms that I use it in helps people to figure out what is blocking them and release that so they have their full energy flow back. All right. So that's, that's clear. And that's like, as you say, like uh, acupuncturist will hit points and open up the energy flow. Absolutely. So if you're going to help people open up the energy flow, how is it that you do that? How, what things do you do to make help that happen? So I use several different techniques, some of which I learned during my own very long healing journey and some of which I created. So I use some tapping techniques that many people know emotional freedom technique or EFT, which is tapping on different acupoints on the body, which right. help it's release energy. Rem yep. Reminiscence of acupressure, I guess. It is, but yeah, it's tapping instead of holding. And so um, that's one technique I use. I also use a technique that I um, created called the sweep technique, like sweeping with a broom. And it's a script that people just simply repeat. And it, it actually directs the subconscious mind and the body to release stuck energy um, related to certain beliefs, um, stresses, traumas. So that's another one. In all of my books, I teach several ways to do it. And on YouTube, I teach several ways, my website. That way, if somebody doesn't resonate with one technique, they can use another technique. Because I feel like we all need to truly resonate with something in order to be inspired to use it. And we all know, um, well, we all figure out at some point that if you don't use whatever tools you have, they never have a chance to work. So I teach right. several, <laughs> they unfortunately, right? They don't always just work on their own. And so I teach several tools to, um, for people to They're do not self-cleaning. No, I mean, I guess in some ways we are, but, but emotionally we're not so much, which is what I focus on emotional baggage. Right. And uh, an interesting question that maybe that got, or does not have a real answer. I don't know yet. I'll ask you. Okay. What? Emotionally, what stops the flow? 
what happens to us that stops the flow? Yeah, so there is an answer. So essentially what happens is when the body is stressed or holding onto emotional trauma or whatever it may be, stuck emotional energy, the body goes into, can go into fight, flight, or freeze. And they're just like when we go into fight, flight, or freeze from being scared physically, we can go into fight, flight, or freeze from, from emotional trauma. And when we get stuck in that place, the body and the energy system, which are both connected, do not work properly. And so just as when we're in fight, flight, or freeze, you know, um, our digestion may slow, our heartbeat, our heart rate may increase. There are certain physiological things that happen with fight, flight, or freeze. When parts of our body don't get enough um, nutrients, enough, enough energy, enough um, uh, aren't working properly, our blood's not flowing properly, all of these things affect us energetically and physically. So that's how the energy stops the, the, the emotional baggage stops the energy flow is our body sort of freezes. And in that frozen state, everything gets stuck. Right. That's a, that sounds very painful. I mean, and I think we've all experienced one, that in one way or another. Absolutely. Very painful type of thing. So what you're trying to do is help people open this up so they may be, how would you describe what you're looking for as a result? really for people to feel free. I think that's what it is. And, and the way that I teach energy work or energy healing is it's all self-application. So while I, you know, maybe called an energy therapist, I don't actually do anything except teach people how to be their own energy therapist. Um, I struggled for a really long time, pretty much a whole decade with a chronic debilitating illness. And, and this is how I came to this work was um, through that experience. And this work was my final piece of healing. And so, so, you know, one of my frustrations and one of my stresses during that time was that I couldn't help myself that when I really didn't feel good, or I didn't know what to do, or that I needed to wait for a doctor to call me back or find a new practitioner. And, and of course, the support of doctors and practitioners and psychologists, all very important but my work is about helping people have the peace of healing that they can do themselves because that in and of itself, the self-application, the self, um, the, the self-soothing, the, the uh, self-healing is, he, is, he, is its own healing modality. And so that's really my goal is to get people freedom from emotional and physical symptoms, but also from that panicked feeling of, I can't do anything for myself. That's a terrible feeling, which then just supports or, um, you know, continuously triggers that fight, flight, or freeze problem, and then creates more symptoms. Right. And that continues the, the, the emotional thing, I would imagine the thoughts of I'm not doing well, I'm not good, I'm not good enough or things like that. Yes, and also I'm scared, I'm alone and I don't know what to do and my doctor's not calling me back or the, this new treatment that I tried isn't working. And, and again, all of the medical and, and mental support is really important, but there is a piece of healing that can't be done by anybody else. It just can't, even if the person knew how, even if your doctor is the best doctor in the world, the emotional, your emotional landscape What's happening inside of you is your responsibility. Right. And it's also becoming more and more clear to many of us in this world that our bodies and minds can heal by them, not I say by themselves, with help, 
which can be from themselves. Um, yes. And no doctor can give you that. Only they can support you, as you say, others can. Um, physical work can support you. In, in the, the process that you're using or the processes that you're using, how much of it is physical as in touch, like tapping, and how much of it is emotional as in thought or using the mind? It's pretty much all emotional. The tapping is really tapping into the energy system, not, I mean, we are tapping physically on our face and body, but it's still all working with the, uh, with the energy system. I actually have very, a very small part of my approach is mental, like thinking positive. Those aren't the things I typically work with. I work more with changing deeply held patterns so that some of those um, things that we hear about, which is, you know, looking on the bright side, thinking positive, that those can, things can be more, come more naturally. But, but there's, very, there's a very small part of my work that, that focuses on thoughts. The rest of it really focuses on releasing emotional baggage and stuck energy. Um, something that I learned when I was you know, doing research um, to figure out why changing my thinking wasn't helping me was that in, that in the hierarchy of how our brains work, emotion comes first and then the thought comes later. So emotion comes first and then the thoughts that come are the narrative of what we feel. So there's okay. a lot of approaches that, that focus on changing thoughts and though that works for many people, but there's many people who work with those approaches who don't feel any better. Why? Because they're never truly changing the emotion that came first. So my approach works backwards um, or in the reverse order of most, which is we work on the emotions and then the thoughts more naturally change versus trying to change or force your thoughts to be different. And how does one work on the emotions without, well, I won't say without talking, but what do you do specifically? So sometimes it is talking about how you feel, um, but it's not, it's not manually trying to, or consciously so much trying to change your thoughts. So you're, you're thinking about certain memories, you're thinking about certain challenges while you're tapping at the same time. You're repeating a script or you're tapping on or doing, doing things on certain parts of the body, um, certain glands that help you release energy. But you're not working from a psychology aspect really where you're trying to, to reframe things for yourself or change your thought patterns. It's mostly changing or releasing the stuck emotional energy in your body. And once you do that, you naturally think differently because you're not living through the lens of holding all that emotional energy inside, if that makes sense. Yes, well, it's like the expression that I love, which is how different you look since I've changed. <laughs> I love that, I've never heard that one. How have I not heard that one? I don't know, but you're free to use it. Uh, I, I so love it, that's fantastic. This, this script that you talk about, can you talk a little more about the script that you give to people? Yeah, sure. So the sweep script, um, which again, you can find on YouTube and it's also in all of my books and taught how to use it, is a script that I created that walks you through releasing old patterns, old emotions, stuck energy in your body and installing a new better energy for your system. So the wording is very precise. It takes about seven to 10 minutes to repeat. So it's not a quick script. Right. Um, 
But essentially, um, what you what you do is you repeat certain statements that acknowledge you have this emotional energy or stuck energy or old patterns or beliefs in your body, but that you are ready to allow yourself to let go of them. And there is a phrase in almost every sentence of the script, which is, I am now free to let this energy go. And the reason is because we are engaging the subconscious mind to help us let old stuff go, old programming go. And the subconscious mind is very good at resisting change because it thinks it needs it. It thinks it needs all these old yucky patterns that are making us miserable. It has very good reasoning why we should keep them. But the mind rarely resists freedom. So we use the specific wording that I created. I am now free to, and then many different phrases that come after that. But it gives the subconscious mind the idea that it doesn't have to release it. It's not being forced to forced to release this old stuff, but but essentially it is free to release what no longer works. And it's a gentle reprogramming of the subconscious mind to help release the old and usher in new energies or new beliefs. So an example that I work with in my latest book, How to Heal Yourself from Depression When No One Else Can, is the belief, I don't matter. That's such a common belief with people who experience depression, anxiety, and chronic illness. And so this script has fill in the blanks. I give lists, pages and pages of, of, of specific beliefs that people can clear. But in this right. example, we release... I don't matter. And just changing, just releasing that from the body and bringing in the new programming, I do matter. Can you imagine the difference between going through your day and feeling like you don't matter, how you would see the world, how you would feel going through your day compared to when you feel and believe you do matter. So it's these specific beliefs um, and energies that I help people to release with the script. Right. Well, yes, it would seem to me to make a tremendous difference, not only to yourself, but to all those around you, to your family, to your co-workers, yes. to the people you meet on the street. Yes, and, and it makes such a difference. That, that idea that I matter helps us speak up for ourselves. It helps us speak up for other people. It helps us, um, it helps us be attentive to our own needs and desires. If we feel like we don't matter, we tend to not pay attention to what we want or what we need. And that, that can be a real, um, you know, that can be a real creator of depression and anxiety because by the time we realize we're miserable, we've missed a bunch of things that we needed along the way that we didn't give ourselves. So there's such power in, in doing any of these, these techniques. Yes. Now, taking this script and you, I hear you freeing people, freeing, I'm free too. Number one, I imagine it doesn't happen immediately, that this is a repeating pattern or you need to repeat these scripts over and over again. Is that true or is that- Yeah, well, not? it's sometimes true and it's sometimes not. So, so a lot of times we can repeat a script once or twice and it makes a huge difference. And maybe we don't need to do it anymore. And I teach people in my work how to know if they need to do it, but the, the, keep doing it. But the real way to know is, do you feel better? And sometimes, believe it or not, the script can be so powerful and our willingness to change can be so powerful um, that sometimes, you know, 10 minutes or 20 minutes of doing this work can completely reverse an old pattern that, that you've had for many, many years. Well, in, in letting it go, do you then have to say or think something about replacing it with? So the, so the last, some of the last 
part of the script helps you install the new belief or the new feeling that was that is opposite of what you just released. So right. in the example of releasing the belief I don't matter, we do I do through the script lead people to installing I do matter so that we have that new programming that our brain can kind of latch onto and and follow be directed by going forward. That's fascinating. I, you said a couple of times, at least I thought you did, that this is something you found out, you, you created or discovered. Yes, I created the sweep script. How did you come to do that? I hear that you were in a crisis of your own and you weren't getting the answers. So how did you Yeah, come to so essentially that's what it was, was over time, I just kind of, I wasn't getting answers. And, you know, and, you know at the end of the day, it's like some things probably did really help me, but not enough. And, and so I started to use tools that I learned, but then I also realized that there were ways that I could talk to my body that might help encourage my body to let go of this old stuff. And it just was over time that I sort of, sort of fine tuned what that wording was, which then became the sweep script. It just felt like through trial and error, I was, I was kind of figuring out what my body, and now it turns out what many bodies need to release old stuff. And I just used it over and over. And it really was trial and error. I would tweak a word and see if I felt better from that. And, and now I've kind of, you know, in the last many years, I've locked in what that script is and people can use it. And, you know, it's, it's, I teach people how to revise it for themselves. There's fill in the blanks. So you can fill in the blank with whatever you're feeling or experiencing along with all the suggestions I give. Um, but really it was just using it for myself. You, you were your own guinea pig, so to speak. I was. Well, you have to be sometimes, right? I was a lot of other people's guinea pigs too, but for my work. Uh, yeah, yes, but for your own work. That's what happens. Yeah. Just one thought about food. I mean, you, you, releasing stuff and you work better or I'm released and my digestion doesn't work and it'll work better, but then don't you have to feed it well? Yeah, so this is interesting. So I think it takes all things. I think that it's best to do all things. But prior to doing this work, I was one of those people that did the perfect diet, that took all the supplements, that did everything my doctor told me, and that wasn't enough. So for me, food, changing my diet wasn't the answer. Um, for many people, maybe it is. I tell people it's best to do all of the things. You don't have to do each thing perfectly, but you really should address physical and emotional. So if you're doing the emotional work and all you eat is donuts, will you heal? Maybe, maybe not. Probably depends partially on how happy the donuts make you, how joyful you feel, <laughs> um, or how worried you are about what happens when you eat donuts. You know, I think there's a lot of different things that can make a difference. I also think that some of the things, and I'm sure there are people out there that need to hear it, that some of the things that should make a difference don't. That, that happened to me too. So I do suggest people eat well and sleep well and do all of these things, but I don't think we need to do them all perfectly. I think that the emotional aspect is big enough that if you're not doing it, but you're eating perfectly, your body can still be significantly stressed and not healing. Well, yes, and I think doing everything perfectly is not is not possible. So it's good that no. we don't have to do it perfectly. But there are perfectionists out there that try. I used to be oh, one of many. them. Many, <laughs> yes, indeed. And also, I think what you what may be happening, or what sounds like it's happening, is 
when you prepare the mind and body in the psychological sense or in the uh, physiological sense, uh, it then can treat food or whatever else or exercise. I mean, people could exercise like crazy and still not feel better. But possibly if you're already ready to feel better and to let go of some of these old pieces that exercise or, or food intake will, will be much better, will, will, will yeah. actually work better. Yeah, exactly. Because essentially what you're doing when you're releasing emotional stress is you're releasing, you are lessening the burden on the body. And when you lessen the burden, the, the stress on the body in whatever, whatever ways you do, everything can work better. That's the idea. So, so that's true. If you have huge emotional stress, but you're perfect with exercise and food, it may be that that, 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 that emotional stress is still causing so much heaviness and burden on your body that the other things just aren't going to make as big of a difference as as we want them to. Right, and 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 then there are things that have come and happen to us all, and you know we need to be able to deal with that when it happens. Like we're now in over a year now in our pandemic. How do people deal with you know they, if you've released something and replaced it with something? When you come up against something like this, the pandemic, does that? you know, loosen that, that new, 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 new wonderfulness? I mean, not necessarily. I, you know, if, if anybody, you know, wants to learn more, I teach things on my YouTube channel that help you not just work with the past, but really focus on every day. What can I do for five minutes or 10 minutes that releases some stress from what I'm currently going through. So it's important to go and release old stuff that's gotten stuck over the years, you know, traumas and stresses and old beliefs. But it's also really important to, to have some kind of daily practice or tool so that when you feel intense emotions in the moment, you have a healthy way to deal with them, process them and release them. Right. Well, how has this affected you? How has the pandemic as a, an event in your life affected you and your clients? Yeah. So it's interesting. People always ask me like, how are your clients doing? And I always say, I think my clients are like a segment of the population that's doing, uh, you know, that's doing fairly well. Why? Because my clients have already been dealing with anxiety, depression, chronic illness, and they've been using these tools. I think the people who have been more affected in some ways, um, you know, are, are people that don't, don't have tools, don't have resources, don't have access to, to support and help right now. And so that's why learning whatever we can as far as self-application techniques is so important. Um, the pandemic has obviously, I mean, I live in New York City, so it was, it was such a, the, the early days of the pandemic were beyond heartbreaking and, and, you know, that sticks with you for sure. Um, it didn't change the logistics of my life that much in terms of, you know, where I work or, or that thing. But of course, all the fear and the heartbreak and the heaviness, you know, comes up for all of, all of us. And, and I do feel like I have had the resilience through this because one, I'm lucky enough to have resources and support and a job and a family and many of the things some people don't. And I also have my past experience, which, which has, which sort of forced me to, to figure out how to, to survive emotionally in times like this. And so I have that sort of resilience a little bit from what I went through. Yes. Another thing that strikes me as very unusual and, and that I like is that you talk about things you have, tools that you offer to people, I gather free of charge that they can then heal, continue to heal themselves. That's not something you hear about in the 
medical profession very often. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I have books that obviously, you know, somebody can buy, um, but they're all of my books are also in libraries. So if somebody doesn't have, you know, doesn't have the financial means to, to buy my books, then that's where they can, you know, they can, they can borrow from the library. I also have lots of YouTube videos. Um, I do have online classes and programs, but most of them are $39 each. So I try to stay, you know, as low cost as I can. And, and yeah, I try to do, um, do as much as I can where I, I, I share as much as I can, because I do really feel like these tools are needed. Um, and once you know them, you know them forever. You don't have to pay. You don't, you certainly don't have to, you know, pay to come to me for me to help you. You can read it in my book. You can learn it on YouTube. Um, and, and then you have these tools forever. I suppose they could come to you for a tune-up. Yeah, I actually don't do um, private client sessions anymore, but I have an amazing assistant practitioner that does. So sometimes people do need do need or want that support in terms of having some them, someone walk them through it. And I always say it's really good training wheels. Once you, you know, you work with a practitioner for a few sessions or, a, you know, a little while, you start to see how they pick things apart and figure things out. And, and um, it's good training wheels. You, you feel more confident doing it yourself sometimes. So what are you doing now? Just groups or what else are you doing? I am doing group classes and I'm writing. And those are my, my two focuses now. But I do a group class every, um, every month and it's always $39. Um, and it's a 90 minute, you know, guided energy therapy workshop. Um, and I teach different, you know, there's a different topic for each one. So that's always available. And then, you know, I have thousands and thousands of people using the books, which is amazing. I get emails all the time. Some people have never taken a class from me and they tell me they've, you know, healed themselves and they've, they feel better and they're going back to work after chronic illness. And it's, it's really, uh, it's really, really something. That's good to know, to know. And I was just thinking also, as we move towards a positive approach or a positive look at what's happening with a pandemic, that as we get vaccinated, as more people get vaccinated, we're going to start moving towards a more open society. Do you, what do you envision the world to be like when we get towards that place? Um, I hope we get towards uh, that place sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, I think that people will see things in a totally new way. I think, I think it will be for a while. It will be a seize the day kind of thing. I know I will not be saying no to any invitations for a while. Um, I think that for me, I know a lot of people have decided that they like, they like their new um, sort of more quiet life. For me, I still really miss the energy of what life used to look like. I still really like being out there. I still love traveling. Um, I think that people will have a deeper and greater appreciation for the things that they love and the importance of doing the things that they love. Where, before the pandemic, did you do in-person work with groups, either groups or individuals? I did a little bit. I taught, um, I taught a little bit um, in person, not individual for many, many years. Um, but I did, you know, a retreat. I did some like, you know, in-person things, which I think I'll go back to at some point for sure. I'm teaching at, um, at Omega in New York this, this summer, they're opening back up, which is exciting. So I think, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, you know, we will be slowly getting back to that connection. 
and there's no need to stop doing the Zoom calls. They're, they're, you can reach everybody around the world this way. Exactly, exactly. Although I'm still so old school, I'd, I, you know, instead of Zoom, I, I always say, can I just call you? It'll be faster. <laughs> I haven't quite caught up to that. I mean, I've been teaching all my, I've been teaching all my classes on Zoom for years, much, much before the pandemic. It was right. just everybody else realized they could do it um, when the pandemic came. But yeah, we have all these new options for communication, which is amazing. Well, I hear that what you're loving right now is also writing. What are, you, what are you currently working on? So I'm actually writing my first fiction novel, my, a novel. Um, I wrote three self-help books and a memoir. And so now I'm trying my hand at fiction. And the book really has a focus on, on healing from grief and how, how we do that. But it is, a, it is a novel compared to a how-to book. So that's actually a really fun change for me. That's a big change. And, it's uh, a big change, you... but I was ready. I wrote four books in four years. And they were all self-help books to some extent. So it's exciting to do something different. Are you, are you enjoying the process? I'm loving the process. I'm loving it. I mean, some days, well, let me be honest. Some days I hate it because I think it's yeah, terrible. Some days, some days nothing works. but that's Right, a, right. But the days that I love it, I do really love it. And I am enjoying the process. That's all right. Well, amazingly, we are coming close toward the end of our wonderful discussion here. It's just been delightful. But yeah. before we end, I wanted to ask you if somebody who is listening to us would like to find out more about what you do or how to find these groups, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so you can just go to my website at www.amybshare.com and you can get to YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all the places I am from there, but my website is a really good place to start. Okay, so the website's the best place. Yes. So as we come to an end here, um, what, what, what is the most satisfying? I, I feel when I listen to you that you're very happy with what you do and what you have done. Can you say what's the most satisfying about what you've been doing all this, these years? Yes, thank you for asking. Um, so the most satisfying thing that I've done the past years and that I will continue do, to do is to tell the truth in my writing, in my work, in, in, in how I teach. I think it's important to understand that everybody has their own truth about how they feel, what they want, how they want to accomplish things. And that it's important that we tell and share our truths along the way. And I think, you know, years ago, I was scared of my truth and that led to a lot of deterioration in my body and my mind and spirit. And once I realized that we, we are who we are, and the more we become that person and embody the truth of that person, we are healthier. And so it's very rewarding for me to, to through my writing, share, share how important it is to tell stories that, that show who we really are and what our truth is. Well, that's wonderful. I really appreciate talking to you. What you're doing sounds wonderful and helpful, and you sound wonderful and helpful. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you, it was really, really lovely to be here with you. Nice to have you here and thank our audience for listening to The Heart of Healing, The Healer's Journey, The Pandemic Episodes. Take care now. <laughs>